Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college shooters do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in, 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and I'm not in Azteca Stadium, but I wish I was. So give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, you can tweet at Ray and Tay today. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, YouTube. Check out old episodes and answer some in- Insightful, very insightful poll questions on Ray, at com. Check out our website. It's a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, we got stuff going on for you. You want to shoot us short your, your thoughts on this week in the NFL? Today at gmail.com. Ray, before we get to the games, you and I, we got big hearts, and we got to send out our prayers to the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Bruce Arians. He's still in the hospital you know, they've said things should be okay, but he was having chest pains. And, uh, you know, he's had health issues before, and we just, you know, we, we, we want, you know, his team's struggling, but we want Mr. Arians to be okay. So we got to send out that love, you know. But, Ray, there is no love in Green Bay, Wisconsin right now. And there's offensive line. There's no running back has scored any touchdowns this year, just Aaron Rodgers for rushing touchdowns. There's no secondary. They might even bring back Randall Jett, my uh, friend's uh, son, because all their guys are hurt. And Aaron Rodgers. There are so many different issues, but I still think at the end of the day, forget about his personal life, forget about old teammates, you know, basically saying he's a horrible leader, he's arrogant, aloof. I think it's time for Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy to go, and I think their season is over. And is that what Kirk Cousins officially did to them last night? Your thoughts on the Packers and Kirk Cousins? So let's start with the Packers. They're done. Let's just just be simple about it. The only thing that gives them any hope – is that the Lions and the Vikings are not running away with the division. They're two back in the loss column. But you got to think that the winner of that matchup when the Lions play the Vikings is going to basically win the division. So at 4-6, and six, they'll probably at best go 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, That's not going to be good enough for a playoff spot, considering all those NFC East teams are at 500 or better. So they're done. So the question is, what do you do from here? You've got, I still believe, the best quarterback in football, if not the best player in football in Aaron Rodgers. Something's going on there with his family, in the locker room. Something's happening. And this and, year he's nowhere near that, let's be fair. He's right. nowhere near the best player or, you know, the best quarterback. Right. But I still think it's there. I think it's, uh, it, it, it's hidden. It's, it's below the surface. <laughs> so you just need to bring it out. <laughs> And Ted Thompson, I could have a debate with you whether he needs to stay or go, but Mike McCarthy's got to go. So after 11 years, anybody needs to move on in the NFL. I think they need to have term limits in the NFL. That's, that's going to be my new thing. Term oh, limits okay. so it's like running for head for coaches. Yeah, 10 years. That's it, 10 years. So even your boy, Mike Tomlin – uh, and I'm not saying he should be fine. No, I think Marvin Lewis should, should, needs to go. But I'm saying for yeah. their own sake and for the sake of the franchise, the message just gets old. It's it's a sport where, you know, even though baseball is more of a marathon, you know what I mean? But football is, is kind of a, a long sprint. And you rah-rah and you say all this stuff and you get people fired up. It's really hard to be consistently good and still be effective with your message after 10 years. So 
even if everything was perfect, I would say that McCarthy has to go. But everything's not perfect, and he's calling the plays, and he's had problems with time management, and they've made some bad decisions. So, like I said, Thompson maybe can stay, maybe not. I could go either way on that one, but McCarthy's got to go. Turn to the right. Other side the injuries the are not Thompson's fault, right? The injuries, the injuries are not, are not Thompson's, Thompson's fault. fault. But the but offensive line, I have does. to blame that's why they pay them. That's why they pay them, right? They, they've got to find adequate replacements. I mean, they're putting, they're fielding a team out there that's barely NFL caliber talent. Oh, 42-24, and some would say the Packers look like they quit last night. I mean, they made Kirk Cousins look like he's about to get a $30 million contract per year. <laughs> well, isn't that funny, right? First few games of the year, everybody said, ooh, the Jets and the Redskins, they were smart in not committing long-term. But Kirk, you jerk. He did it to them, and he is go- even if he tanks the rest of the season, Kirk is going to get paid. And we He's talked about this last week. He should get it. He deserves it. He's proven that. But he, he should get what? He should get what? Brock money. He should money? get a long-term contract. Uh, definitely not, Brock. Not luck money. <clears throat> no, no, you can't get it. No, no. Brock. I know he's better than Brock. I'm just saying. See, this is the thing. There's, you know, 23, 24 million. There's 18, 17, 19 in that range. 20 He'll million. He'll get 18 to you 20 know. million. He'll get 18 to 20 million, right? He. I, I say that they need to. Where else are you going? In his career, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than a lot of quarterbacks out there. Um, and again, I don't think that he's the franchise build a franchise around him type of quarterback. But I, I do you think can win that with him. you can win with him. You could win with him. You could win a Super Bowl with him. If you. But on the other side of the argument, right? The Ravens have. Not what I don't even think they've made the playoffs since they played uh, paid Flacco, or if they did, well, they haven't really won anything. Yeah, and so game. that's the other side of that, you know. And we had all the controversy with him and 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 Ray Lewis, and Ray came out and apologized today. But Ray's kind of right. I mean, to me, I think Flacco's the not the wrong quarterback, but the wrong guy to give all that money to. Because honestly, once Ed Reed and Ray left. I didn't think Flacco was going to be able to lead them back to the promised land. He won the Super Bowl. Yes, like you said, he played great, and I said it, and you kind of weren't as high as I was. But he did that with Ray Rice and all-time Hall of Fame defensive players and Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Suggs and, you know, others. So, and a bad turnover in a game that they should have lost. I guess you always have those kind of games on your way to the right. Super Bowl. Oh no no yeah you can't you can't throw that in the frame. How, let me, how impressed are you with undrafted running back Robert Kelly, who is making the Redskins and their organization Scott McEwen look brilliant? Forget Alfred Morris, we got Robert Kelly. I mean, forget Ray, Matt Jones. Three touchdowns. You forget Matt Jones, one thirty-seven and three touchdowns on twenty-four carries. He, I mean, he was doing hip hop. That was awesome. So for all you kids out there who are trying, and like you said, Randall Jett, so for all you kids out there who are into football, remember, it's a 53-man roster. There's only seven rounds in the NFL draft. If you're not drafted, doesn't mean you can't be a baller. Doesn't mean you can't make a team. Doesn't mean you can't be a, a legitimate player in the NFL. I mean, think about it. And, and even guys, you know, Terrell Davis, borderline Hall of Famer, sixth rounder. Tom Brady, the GOAT, sixth rounder. Uh, this guy, Robert Kelly, not even drafted. Yeah. I mean, there are Look at Dak Prescott, fourth round. Dak Prescott, <laughs> well, he got into some trouble. And Montana, the night was, the uh, Montana was fourth third round. rounder. Yeah, third round. I mean, no, it's definitely it's definitely out there, and it's great to see. So let's let's keep looking. Wait, before we break down the rest of these games, I just want to give everybody a little update on the standings as the playoffs started today. So in the AFC, Patriots are the one seed. Raiders play tonight, right? They're the two seed. Texans three. The Baltimore Ravens are four, but they're tied with the Steelers. They have the tiebreaker, but I think the Steelers will get that. The Chiefs and Broncos are five and six. So basically the AFC West has got three teams, and then you've got the division winners. 
very close five in a row Miami Dolphins. We'll talk about that horrible game in a second. But and then the Steelers are right there, like I said, you know, with the Ravens at five and five. In the AFC, in the NFC, Ray, this is really fascinating because it's all about the NFC East. So the Cowboys are one, Seahawks are two. The Detroit Lions, who you mentioned, are three. The Atlanta Falcons are four. And the two wild cards from the NFC East, the Giants and Redskins. The Vikings are right there. Remember, they lost to the Redskins, though, and they're 6-4. and four. The Redskins have that tie, which actually might help them when it comes down to the wild card. And, Ray, sit back in your chair. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the number eight seed, one game out of the division at 5-5, five and five, and Jameis Winston has taken that next step. Wow. That right there is impressive, and I'm just like, you know what, let's talk about it. We, we'll get back to the afternoon games and the Seahawks, but talk to me. Did you even dream that Tampa Bay would go into Kansas City, a team that we're talking about maybe winning that division, definitely in the AFC playoff race? They went in there, and they beat them in Arrowhead, and that just doesn't happen. Well, you, you know, here's the one? problem with – So, first of all, I was definitely shocked, and kudos to Tampa Bay. And, you know, they've been playing a lot of close games recently. Uh, They only have one receiver in Mike Evans, and I got him in two of my fantasy teams, so I'm happy. Adam Humphries is okay, and that kid breaks. And a bunch of okay guys. Okay guys. They can't get the running backs to stay healthy, so now – um, you know, Doug but Martin is your boy back, Doug came back the same. He's not the same. He's still he's not he's two weeks away from, from yeah. last year's form. Uh, and uh, by the way, James Wentz, I think, is good. I don't think he's, you know, uh, at where he needs to be still, but but he's getting those snaps. And, and what did they say? You evaluate a quarterback 331, though. Yeah, yeah. 25, uh, 25 games into his career. But what I will say this is this is why Kansas City will never win anything with this current yeah. configuration, is that they're not explosive. They don't pull nope. away from you, and they can't come back. So if their defense isn't creating turnovers, and if they're yeah. not steadily pounding you and, and basically playing from ahead, this team is not dynamic enough. And this is a dynamic league. So – you're always in the game with the Chiefs. But isn't that why I said to you that Alex Smith, that they need to let that go and just yeah, maybe they get Romo right. next year. Or maybe you go with Nick Foles. Look, Nick Foles, and this is something you used to always say, 27-2 and two can't be a fluke. 27 touchdowns and two interceptions with Chip Kelly. But, you know, and it's not like he had – he did have Shady, but he didn't have the ba- – you know, he had right. Macklin and I guess Jackson. So he had good receivers, but it's in him. You know, 27-2, and two, if you can do that, not saying you'll ever do it again, but it's in you. And we know he's a big boy. He's got a big arm. He's someone with Macklin and Kelsey, and now this kid, Tariq Hill, who is explosive, and you've got Ware and Charles. You can do so much with them. I mean, both of those guys are such good receiving running backs, almost like Le'Veon Bell, juniors, that they can go out for patterns. I think you have to – push it down the field because you're right I mean basically they're 17 no more than 20 points a game with Alex Smith and that's not enough it's not enough in this day and age of, of the NFL and also it's just not a team built for the playoffs so even if they were to win that division and even if you know the Raiders and the Broncos beat up on each other they're one and out they're two and out I yeah. mean they do have a home field they're advantage but you're going to play against a good team in the NFC uh, sorry in the AFC playoffs and they're just not there. They're just not there. And, and you know, Andy Reid, and this was basically his issue with with Philadelphia, and I used to use this analogy all the time. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. And I would say, would you rather be the Philadelphia, in retrospect, right? In retrospect, right. you always, you always six, want to go. And five, Ten and six, 11 and five, five NFC East, uh, or five NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl, and losing it, or would you rather be, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks, where you actually win a Super Bowl? You're, you're or the St. Louis Rams. Win. Yeah. yeah, well, the Rams went to one and lost, you know, went to one and one, lost one, and then in 2000, I guess everybody was, was hurt, and then the, the Ravens took care of business there. But, right, but yeah, I'm just we, saying at least they, they got it done, I mean, compared to, you know, and Tampa got one done. You know, would right. you rather have the one, or would you consistently Chiefs be would not, better than average? 
it's a hard one for a fan base. It's hard because everybody wants to win a chip, but you also get tired of like this. Like if I'm honestly in Kansas City, diehard fan. I'm from Missouri, or just you know wherever Chiefs fan. I, look, we at our fantasy league, my cousin Jay, pimping ain't easy. Is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Been one since you know the '70s, and it's frustrating because I know for him, he's like, look. We're good and we got talent everywhere, but it's just not enough. And I see to me, I just don't. I understand why Harbaugh put in Kaepernick over Alex Smith, and I would understand why Andy Reid would move on from Alex Smith and do the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Because to me, it's just not it. Now, what is it? And I want you to tell me how much it is it because that's my Super Bowl champion is the Seattle Seahawks, because I think with ProSize, we saw your boy, Lou Rawls' cousin, Thomas Rawls, come back, Baldwin, Jimmy Graham, Russell, last name Wilson, is what we thought he is. He's he's definitely not in the MVP conversation, but he, he can be because he just – He's so solid, and when he's healthy, he just gets it done. And I think their defense is is really just all cylinders are flying. 26-15, they kind of manhandled Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Are you saying that Carson Wentz, we're not, are you not as high on him, or did we get too excited too early, or you just got to be like he'll be okay, he needs more he'll talent? He'll be okay. Well, Seattle, everything, yeah. All of it, The last yeah. two, the latter two. We got too excited too fast, but that always happens with rookie quarterbacks. I am totally fine with Carson Wentz. I think he's here to stay. I think he's a player, but I also think he's a rookie. And you know how I like to have the rookies hold the clipboard for a few weeks. Uh, I used to say for a full season, but, you know, obviously I'd get excommunicated. (laughs) So at least four games. Maybe do what Jared Goff did. We'll talk about him in a sec. But the point is, he is a gunslinger, so he's got a little Brett Favre in him. He's inaccurate at times, but yeah, that's okay. high, and that's all of that is is correctable. I think he's got the it factor that the quarterback needs. He looks like a leader of men. So the Philadelphia Eagles are fine. They have no business being, you know, an elite team. And when they got off to that hot start, everybody's talking about how they're, you know, they're an elite team. They're not. But I think they did lock down their quarterback for the next 10 years. So I am totally fine with this kid, Carson Wentz. He looks like he's the truth. Let's go to that pitiful game because I don't want to talk about it too much. we got to keep it moving. 14-10. And honestly, I kind of turned it off. I thought the Rams were just going to win. Miami wasn't doing anything. At one point, both these teams were like 1-21 on third down conversions. It was horrible football, and I feel for Todd Gurley. And I, I actually feel, and I told you this, and I'm glad they didn't sign those papers yet, but I, I think that uh, Les Snead and, and Jeff Fisher need to be gone. I think you can get a dynamic coach in there, a la I keep banging the table for our boy, our, our friend to the show, David Shaw. I think, you know, maybe if he would be willing to go down the coast a little, I think he would be perfect with a Jared Goff and developing How about you him. trade? Here's a trade for you. You trade <laughs> the Green Bay coaching staff for the Ooh. L.A. Rams coaching staff and just just change of place. You know, I, I don't I think the L.A. Rams. Good. No, no, but I don't think Fisher and his staff is good enough. I think they're horrible. I mean, Chris Wanky, he wasn't even a good quarterback. I don't want him quarterback coaching uh, Jared Goff. And the offensive coordinator, they got rid of him, and then the other one is horrible. Just because you weren't a good quarterback doesn't mean you can't be a good coach, right? Doug Peterson wasn't a good quarterback. Jason Garrett wasn't a good quarterback. Uh, Very true. Very true. These guys, I I know that they need to change, though. I know that, and I agree with you 100%. St. Louis needs to blow it up. Just just blow up the whole coaching staff. It's ridiculous. Philosophy-wise, he didn't throw the ball past four yards. So, yeah, people are like, oh, he threw for 50% completions and he threw 170 because whatever he yards, throwing, whatever. He was yeah. decent. But, Ray, the longest pass he had all game was seven yards. He didn't even throw one in the air over 10 yards. You can't win football like that. That's embarrassing. That's you a have... grown man who played oh. in the Pac-12 for four years. Yes. What are you doing? Let's say he throws and he it in the And he was slinging it. 
Yeah, you got to take chances. It was it was just horrible play calling, horrible you know management. You you're not playing to win. You're playing to lose the game. Herm Herm Edwards should be like, come on, you can't play to lose the game. You play to win the game. But let, let's give the Dolphins some props for a minute. I mean, our boy Hank, he might be frustrated, but he should be happy. And I told him when it happened that Adam Gaze was the right hire. They've won five in a row. This was an ugly one, but still their defense. Let's talk about their defense is playing great. And the Miami Dolphins, they've got a formula. They run the ball. Devontae Parker's starting to show up. Hello, he's got talent. Finally, I'm a number one receiver. With him, Jarvis Landry, Tannehill's starting to, you know, come into his own. You know, you can't talk about this game because the Rams defense is like, you know, top three in the league. But are you – are you feeling that the Dolphins might have a playoff push in them? Maybe they get ahead of Kansas City for that last wild card? Well, the good thing for the Dolphins is that the AFC West, who currently owns all of the playoff teams, they have to play they each play other. Each other. Yeah. And, you know, you never know. And if the Raiders catch an L tonight against Houston in Stadium Azteca, uh, uh-huh. you never know. So, let them beat up on each other. Let the AFC North beat up on each other. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati's done with A.J. Green going down, but, but Pittsburgh and Baltimore, yeah. let them beat up on each Giovanni's other. Giovanni's out for the season. South. A.J. might make it back, but Giovanni's yeah. done. So, 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 yeah, I mean, look, you, you have hope. Now, do I think the Dolphins are going to get a playoff? No. But at 5-5, five and five, why not? Why not think that way, right? Your guy Jay Ajayi was on a ridiculous three-game tear that nobody's seen since Arthur. So, I mean, Oof. why not? Why, you know, what's holding you back if you're a Miami Dolphins fan from, from well, saying what's taking? Well, a solid defense. It? Yeah, the only thing that might hold you back is your quarterback. And speaking of quarterbacks holding teams back, I think Carson Palmer is holding back the Arizona Cardinals. Too horrible yeah, but who's behind him, though? It's not like they have no, no, that no. I'm not saying know, that Stanton, waiting no, in the no, wing. Right. no, no, I'm not saying that. And you can only give it to David Johnson but so many times. I would like to give him more than 22 carries a game, though, because, you know, he got 103 yards and he got you a touchdown. That guy is all world. And so I'd give him 25 to 28 carries a game like Ezekiel. But the Vikings had uh, interception return for a touchdown. Xavier Rose had two on Palmer. They had Cordero Patterson with the special teams. And I'm kicking myself because I played my Rams defense instead of the Vikings defense of fantasy. That's a whole other conversation. But that was a very impressive win by Minnesota. And we'll predict them on Thursday against the Vikings for Thanksgiving. But did you were you surprised at all? I think – did you pick the Cardinals? Because I went with the Vikings. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember if you had picked the Cardinals or not. Well, but I picked the Vikings, I think. Yeah, so we both went with the Vikings. But I, I got to say, this one feels like – look, I think – Cardinals are done. We said the Blow Bengals. I think the Cardinals, Cardinals are done. Packers are done and Bengals are done. But if the Packers and Bengals potentially fire their head coaches, I don't think the Cardinals would get rid of Bruce Arians. And I don't think – I think he's a great head coach. I don't think it's him. I just don't I, – like, what, what is it in your mind is the cause of this collapse? Because it's not just Carson. Yes, Tyron Matthew got hurt. The O-lines had some injuries. But I kind of feel like they, they got too caught up in their press clippings. Sports Illustrated said they were in the Super Bowl. They had the show on Amazon, a little too arrogant. And I think they they just are not playing good football. You know what it is? Now, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? But, yeah, they started to read their plus press clippings. But I think what happened was they didn't really have a strong identity. The only thing they were kind of known for was was going down the field, scoring a lot of points on offense, and taking chances on offense, and then maybe having a stellar D. Now, you could argue the D got better with, uh, you know, Draft with with, with um, you know bringing Collins over and and uh, Kim Diche no, and Chandler and, Jones and Kim Diche uh, yeah. Chandler Jones sorry um, yeah. so the, the the question still remains who are you if you're the Arizona Cardinals so you're this kind of gunslinging freewheeling offense and you're this you know tight knit talented defense but but when things started to go awry. You just didn't show any toughness. You didn't show any ability to handle adversity. And you got old. 
You got old on offense, so your two best players. Now David Johnson's your best player, right? But for three years, your two best players, at least on offense, right? Because obviously Patterson and Matthew and and uh, and the big fella are, are your best players on defense. But on on offense, your two best players got old in a hurry. So Fitzgerald is still doing it, but he's getting he's at the backside of his career. And, and Palmer, I don't know if it's defeat. I don't know if it's uh, you know mental, the offensive line breaking down a little bit, playing under pressure. But I think that's it. I think I think he's done. He, he's kind of mentally not in a good place. And because they don't have that identity, or that identity was based on him and being freewheeling and going down the field and basically. Do you bring in Romo next year? Do you go say Tony? Can we, can we sign you for two years? Hundred yeah. percent. Now it, it might be a, a Joe Montana situation, right? You might be getting that guy, and when he went to Kansas City, you might be getting him at the end of his career, and and you might not, you know, one good hit and we're almost done. But you know what? You got to take a chance. You've got a, a a championship defense. You've got a top three running back. You've got a receiving Ooh. core that, when they're healthy, is they're is unbelievable. You've got a leader of that crew. You just need a guy who can make plays. And I think that Romo, whether it's Denver or whether it's Arizona or wherever it is, Romo is going to spark life into somebody next year. And why not the Arizona Cardinals? Why not? So, <clears throat> real quick, we got to end with the Cowboys. i got to give you props. You were right on the Colts. I think Tennessee – you know, gave up too much too early, and they came back, and then it was just, you know, they just didn't have enough time. So I still think that division is to be determined, but Andrew Luck is in the concussion program, so we'll talk about that for the Thursday night prediction against the Steelers. But let's end, you know, and of course the Steelers stopped the four-game losing streak, beat the Browns, but let's end with your team, the best team in the NFL. And props to the Patriots. They didn't cover that 13-and-a-half. They won by 13, and Brady and Edelman did their thing. But, Ray, it's all about you and your Cowboys and grown man strength, who now has 1,005 receptions. Congrats to Steve Smith, who did his thing. A touchdown, 99 yards, eight catches. But Ezekiel Elliott kind of got, let's say, kept in check. But that's still 97 yards on 25 carries, which is eating clock and time. And when they couldn't run it, because we said and we both agreed the Ravens' defense would make this a very tough game and it would be turned over to Dak. And guess what, Mr. Dak, I think he's the MVP Prescott, did. 27 for, what is that, 34? No, 36, 27 for 36 over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Ray, he's not a rookie anymore. When you're constantly making plays, that drive and that pass, the pass to uh, Dez was ridiculous. The 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 one that we caught the touchdown. The third down conversions were great. To Witten, he you know throwing dimes to Beasley. I just, I, I, this guy sees man-to-man zone blitzes. I think he was five for five completions on blitzes. I'm running out of stuff to say because all I can say, I just heard Steve, Steve Young, I'm about to say Steve Smith, Steve Young and Trent Dilfer, and even the guys on Monday, you know, Monday quarterback, Burline and Gannon. Everybody's like, this, this guy's an A plus, man. He is blowing away all the executives and scouts who passed on him for 134 picks, including the Cowboys, and pick 135 is Dak, or should we say Dakota Ray Prescott. If he didn't have that incident in San Antonio before the bowl game at Mississippi State, what would he have been, a second-round pick? Uh, I thought, I know when we did our pre-show, I kind of had him, I thought he was like, uh, top five of the quarterbacks, he went like eight or nine. Like Connor Cook and Cody Kessler shouldn't have gone before him. Right, but, um, but again, a lot of people got scared away right, because right. of the thing. They thought, oh, there might be some uh, some behavioral stuff that I need to deal right, with. But that's what you got to have scouts for, for right? If the scouts are following this kid in Mississippi State for two, three years, they know who he is. 
they know his story. His, you know what I mean? Like they, they, I wouldn't get scared. I don't know. Like if I'm a scout and I'm banging the table, I'm like, okay, he made a mistake, but trust me, this guy's got intangibles. We saw him in SEC. He went to head to head with with Bama and 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 LSU and these schools, and and he kept a, a subpar roster in all of those games. Mississippi State did not have, you know, five-star, you know, ESPN-ranked college, you know, talent from high school. It was Prescott. So I don't know. I don't know. But tell me what you thought about the victory because you guys are I thought I thought this was, a, this was a very good victory for the Cowboys <laughs> because the Ravens looked tough. The Ravens shut down the run. The Ravens stopped Dallas's number one asset, which is their offensive line, and Dak Prescott was forced to move the ball, to matriculate it up the field, to make plays, and the best thing about it was Dallas didn't panic. Now, granted, Baltimore wasn't up, you know, 28 nothing. They were just up 7 and then 10. So they had momentum, but they never ran away. So the Cowboys kept pounding you and pounding you and pounding you. And I'd love to see the statistics of Dallas in the fourth quarter versus everyone else in the fourth quarter. So that offensive line and that running game and that attack that they have is just it's hard to deal with. <laughs> it's hard to deal with for four quarters. And Dak Prescott is the perfect young quarterback for that system. He seems to understand his role. He seems to not get ahead of himself. He seems to not try to do too much, and when called upon to make plays, he's made the plays. So this guy's playing MVP caliber, and it's only his rookie year. So I mean, kudos to Dak Prescott. So absolutely, do him and Zeke split votes, and maybe Matt Ryan or Brady win MVP, or will people say, let's give Zeke rookie and Dak MVP? What do you think is gonna? If things keep kind of rolling the way they are, and Falcons, Patriots, and and Cowboys all, you know, win their divisions, what would you say? So the splitting votes thing is is a logistical possibility. You know what I mean? People right. will look at the yeah. Cowboys That's and say, a real, yeah. you know, it's it's really the offensive line, uh, let's say a third, a third, a third, right? It's the offensive line, Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott. So do these guys split votes? Maybe. Um, but, the, but on the other hand, you have – Brady missing those four games, and some people might stick it to him on purpose because he missed four games and say no MVP could, you know, not play four games and still win because it's only a 12-game season. Just like they'll penalize you, you know, if you get hurt. So similarly, if if yeah. Brady only plays 12. Well, because of the fact they think he's a cheater and he deserved it. Well, that too. Uh, so that, no. and then Matt Ryan, look, Matt Ryan will have a few more losses. So I don't think that at 10 and 6 his season won't be that special right he'd have to put up a 13 and 3 season they've already got three losses so i'm not sure that matt ryan's star is going to be so bright so i think it'll come down to will they split votes uh but you're right today just because of the pressures of that position uh, you've got to give a quarterback over a running back so you have credit, to. yeah just it just it's just the way football is. Last and having years. a healthy Romo behind your back and an owner and all that stuff. I mean, there's a lot of, you know a lot of credit. Oh, and props to the Giants, right? We got to give them props. It was, you know, kind of an ugly game, weird game, but they had hung on, beat the Bears. Looks like Jay Cutler might be done for the season. A lot of injuries. Giovanni's done for the season. Gronkowski should be back. But let's let's get into it. We got Monday night and three Thursday night games to predict. Ray. <clears throat> It's a home game for the Raiders. They just flew in there. You know, the altitude's crazy high, so they don't want to be there over 24 hours. Um, at the end of the day, I just I think Will Fuller is questionable. He might not play. He hasn't been playing. DeAndre Hopkins has had the worst season. I mean, for, he's been the, he is the fantasy bust for being a first-round pick for most people. But I think Brock – the game's going to be in his hands. Lamar Miller is playing, but he's banged up. He's injured. And I don't think Brock is going to be able to do enough. And they don't have the tight end play like they used to when they had Owen Daniels. But I think the defense will hang in there and be tough. And I think Lamar will, you know, maybe do some things even banged up. But at the end of the day, 
I think the Raiders are too much. I think they're starting to get more physical defensively. The offensive line is huge. Donald Penn and Watson and the boys are too much. And I think Derek Carr is one who's trying to throw himself in the ring for the MVP conversation. And I think he continues that tonight. So I think they actually win 27. I was saying 27-20. I'm even going to go 27-17. And I think Cooper, who was banged up, plays well. But I think Seth Roberts gets like six balls, 70 yards, and a touchdown. And the Raiders win, uh, you know, kind of pulling away. The Raiders. Stadio Azteca. You don't know about that, Oh, yeah, that, which, well, they bro. might have 105,000 or 110,000 now. Man, Oof. World Cup action, Pelé, uh, FIFA, you know. There's a lot of stuff going on there. There's, you know, um, Olympic events. And it's Mexico Independence Day down there, they were saying, for Mexico City. So that's pretty uh, pretty cool. I wonder what happens when they play the anthem because on the one hand I was watching some of this on SportsCenter the the Mexican fans were crazy about football so for 10 years they've been clamoring and clamoring for football and finally they get it back but they get it back this year with all that's happening with Donald Trump and the wall and all this stuff rhetoric it'll be be fascinating See what they say. I mean, obviously, when the game starts, when when the whistle blows, and for those sixty minutes, they'll definitely be into it. But I wonder with the anthems and everything. So that's something to look out for in a, in, a, in a few minutes here. I agree with you. I think the Raiders are too tough. It would take a, a a full, fully healthy, fully you know humming Houston offense to take care of this Raiders team. I think the Raiders are good. The only thing that that I have hesitation and, I, and it gives me pause is a the Raiders like the Raiders of old too many penalties, and B, I don't know if they can be the hunted. You know what I mean? They are still young, and I'm not sure they're ready, but from everything that that we see in terms of the injury reports, they should win this game. They should win this game pretty easily. So I'll say, you know what, I'll say it's a little more low scoring than you think, um, but I'll say they win 20-17. to 17. Mm, only by three. Okay. Well, pre-turkey, unless you eat really early, you get up, you're figuring out, you know, what you're doing for the day, whether you're at home or traveling to relatives, and you get to see, ironically, a game of two teams that no one thought necessarily would be for the division lead and two of the better teams in the league a tie between the 6 and 4 Vikings and the 6 and 4 Lions where the Lions matter now on Thursday Thanksgiving. And this one's going to be sneaky good. It could be the best game of the day. And I'm actually going with Matthew Stafford. I think the Redskins and Kirk Cousins showed you can pass on that Vikings defense even though the Panthers didn't. I mean the Cardinals didn't do so great. I think the Vikings kind of got their confidence back. But at the same time, they're on the road, and I think they play way better at home. And I think Stafford, Golden Tate will wake up. Your boy, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., will get it going again. Theo Reddick's getting healthier each week. And Eric Ebron is becoming the star that people thought he would be. So I'll say that the Lions win 26-23 with a Prater field goal to end it on Thanksgiving morning, Thanksgiving Day. Go Lions, go. So I agree with the first half or the first statement, which is that this might be the best game of the fall because this is for the division lead. This is for first place. But you know what? It's for the big piece of chicken. (laughs) Yeah, for the turducken. Just like (laughs) the Raiders may not be ready, I'm not sure the Detroit Lions are ready. I'm not sure they're ready to step up and take first place. Now, maybe they do after 16 games, but I got a feeling that these Purple People Eaters version 2016, they had a slump. They lost their games. They lost their way. They were called soft by their coach. But I think their defense will cause some turnovers. Stafford's been known to turn it over a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
and I think it'll be a close game, and ultimately either defense or special teams, which scored both of them, 100-yard return by Xavier Rhodes, 100-yard return by Cordero Patterson, Mm-hmm. have a feeling that one of those units is going to break it open for the Vikings, and that Vikings D just gives Matt Stafford too much to think about. And I think they win a pretty close game again, low scoring. Going with Kai Forbat for a game-winning field goal? Kai, what it is right now. So I'll say, <laughs> yeah, and I'll give you a weird score. I'll say 22-19. Minnesota Vikings. I like that one. Then we have the Redskins coming into Dallas. Ooh, that's a crazy short week from Sunday Night Football. Six three and one. See, going I, to, to me, that, that's not that's not it's right. Not even fair. You it's can't fair. you can't, you can't have get, somebody play at eight thirty p.m. and uh, go on the road three and a half <clears> days later. And play it's, it's a bad business. A four it's bad business. game. That's bad. That's the schedulers. Yeah. There need to be rules about that. You shouldn't. You shouldn't play Sunday night and then Thursday. That's just wrong. No, they need it to be the one o'clock game. I mean, and you know, we they know we play can't. They should on Thursday. Frankly. No, no, we we both agree on that. I, mean, I think they need yeah, to take yeah, over it, Friday nights, but you know, whatever. But well, but no, I'll no, say but what I'm saying is, if you're the night game, you should never play Sunday night. Should never play Thursday. Oh, definitely. It's got to be banned. It's got to be. They should have been at 1 o'clock. So I'll say this, though. Even with all that, that offense travels. Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson, Robert Kelly, they're they're back, and they're going to travel, and this is still going to be a good game. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, the Cowboys' old line, Ezekiel, Dez, Dak, bigger, better, stronger, and much, and much faster. faster. Ezekiel will hurdle somebody. I think Dak will run and scramble and throw a dart on somebody. And I'm sure the O-line will pancake somebody. And I think the Cowboys win a pretty you know, tightly fought game. I'll say 26-20. Dallas, Dez, and Witten get touchdowns. Dak does it again, ten and one. How about uh, them Cowboys? You know, I, I'm tempted to take the Redskins. <laughs> they need it more. You're scared they of your own more. success. I am. <laughs> I am because, frankly, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, uh, I still think Seattle. No, you can't say that anymore. You keep saying they're not so good, but love they play everybody and they beat them. <laughs> I know, I know. It may mean that the NFL is just not that good. I mean, there's no elite, elite teams, right? So if you're good enough to beat the teams that are at your level, then you are the best team in the league, right? Your record is what your record is. What did, what did Bill Parcells You are what your record you says always, you are. So I think, uh, these two teams know each other. Um, Washington is more explosive. They are on offense. And with this kid, Robert Kelly and Thompson, they've got themselves a nice little, you know, backfield. Everybody was on them about Alfred Morris, but maybe they knew something with these two. And this is even without Matt Jones, who's turning it over too much. So they don't have dynamic play. I mean, Thompson is their dynamic back. Uh, but, But this kid, Jordan Reed, and then if Deshaun Jackson's healthy, those are Pierre. Players. And how about Jamison Crowder? We've got to give him and love. For the Jamison bomb. Crowder with two bombs in the second nice. half. So, oh, it's going to be close, though. I'll say the Cowboys win. I agree with you that the fourth quarter typically belongs to the Cowboys, and I'll say this game will be fairly high scoring. I'll say Cowboys win 30-28. to And then the nightcap on NBC without Michaels, I guess, getting a, what they said a bye week. We'll see our boy Mike Tirico. I guess the NFL uh, accepted. Yeah, what happened? He didn't that. call the game I, last. I, he called I know, the Thursday he, game, but not the Sunday game. Not the Sunday night game. Yeah, they said Mike Tirico said last night. I guess you know he said Al's taking a bye week, so uh, Mike's doing three games: Sunday, Thursday, and Sunday. 
So he's going to be well, next Sunday there, that's, too. I mean, so that's, that's why they brought him. He's the new voice of the NFL. Yeah, As he should so. be. He's definitely earned it. He's qualified, oh, more than qualified. Very, very good. Very I mean, Al's a legend, I think but, you know, Chris, it's I hate time. to say it's it, I think, I think they're going to wean out Chris Collinsworth. I think well, he's got a year or two though? left. I don't know. I'm, this is just, it's just a prediction. I, I will love say this. It's I'm hard to be a two-man booth in a national game. For years, there was a three-man booth. So it's not that easy to replace Collinsworth. I mean, some people like him. Some I, I, I like him. I think he's no, no, I think he's great. I'm just saying hard, someone else he's might a hard come guy in, to but release. you're right. Just a single no, no, guy. You're right, they might have to release him with two. They might have to replace him with two guys. Two? two? Uh, I don't know. But now he's also part owner of uh, Football Focus, and they're using their stats there on NBC. So anyway, Colts Steelers. This is interesting because I don't think Andrew Luck is going to play. Um, with him being in a concussion protocol, it's going to be hard for him to be cleared for Thursday. Let's just be honest. Both teams are five and five. Both need it. Steelers probably need it more, um, you know, to sort of get over the Ravens hump because they play consistent, good football. They're not great, but just good. And the Colts just beat the Titans, and I don't think they're really too worried. Eh, I guess they got to worry about the Texans, but the Texans will probably lose tonight to the Raiders. So I'm going to say the Steelers with uh, your boy Scott Tolzien at quarterback, uh, it's not going to be pretty. Steelers' defense, even though it was the Browns, their defense, you know, they had like, what, six or eight sacks yesterday? They got busy. I think the defense is starting to wake up, even without Cam Haywood, but I think it and the other guys are, are getting it going. I think the Steelers kind of put it on the Colts. I'm going to say 27-16 and Antonio Brown. Uh, outduels T.Y. and Moncrief and kind of gives us a Thursday night performance. Um, nine catches, 160, two touchdowns. A.B., the receptionist. I agree 100%, especially if Andrew Luck isn't there. If Andrew Luck isn't there, it's a blowout. The only reason it wouldn't be a blowout is that you go – up so much that you try to rest Le'Veon Bell, who's carrying the ball a lot. He carried, I think, 28 times, and he had seven receptions. He's touching the ball 35 times. That's a lot. And I know D'Angelo's banged up. He's got but fresh legs, fresh legs. Well, yeah, but you gotta you got to save that dude. I mean, it's fresh, still the Browns. You had that legs. game. You had that game tied up, and you were playing a more important game four days later. So, don't overuse my man. And you know I have him in fantasy, so so I'm like, use him, use him, use him, abuse him until week 15, 16. But, no, for real, if you're a, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, watch the tread on, on Le'Veon's tires. But having said that, I think you're right. I think it's just too much. I think that, that they'll put it together. It'd be one of those weeks where they put 30 on there. So I'm, I'm going to say a, a complete blowout. I'll say with Andrew Luck – I'll say it's 35-23. Without Andrew Luck, I'll say it's 35-13. Blowout. Hmm. Okay. Well, listen, let's get to college football. Tomorrow night of the rankings, uh, the AP has Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Wisconsin. Now, the question I have for you is do – how do you view now Oklahoma after beating West Virginia, a good win? Do you think Wisconsin, if you know they're going to get to the Big Ten title game and play the the winner of Michigan, Ohio, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, depending mm, on that well, well, depends, depending on on what Penn State does? Well, that's that's where it gets tricky. So, so how how do you? I don't know, like, because to me, let's say the loser is out of it. Does that mean we could have Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, Wisconsin? But if Wisconsin loses the Big Ten and Washington wins the Pac-12, how do you look at Colorado? Who's who's the team that you feel is going to move up and deserves to be in in, in the four? And what's your what's your four for tomorrow night? So I think at the end of the day, the Big Ten can't have two teams in it. I, I think they're only going to have one. I think they'll have the Ohio State-Michigan winner, 
Except, but they're banging the table. They're the best team, best conference in college football, and you can't argue that right now. No, you can't. They got four of the top eight. However, uh, the play this scenario out. Ohio mm-hmm. State beats Michigan. Yes. They're the number two team in the nation. No reason to think they'll move from there. They beat Michigan. Michigan has their second loss. Michigan really doesn't travel outside of the state of Michigan. So people saying, oh, you know, Michigan's really not that good. They, 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 they've they been great. They had that stretch of 45 points scored, what was it, four or five games right. in a row. So they would drop out so of the top So let's assume this scenario. Yeah, yeah, Ohio State beats Michigan. State beats Michigan State. Wisconsin wins. So you have Penn State against Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. Whoever wins, then do you have Ohio State, who didn't even make their conference championship? Are they still a top four team? Oh yeah, yeah, they're still number two. Even though, even though they didn't have to play, so let's say Washington goes and wins their their. Title. Well, remember Oklahoma. they beat Wisconsin, so it depends. It depends on who wins Wisconsin, Penn State. So if you say, say Penn State wins, but they lost to Penn State, right? Right. So then Penn State would have to be two, and Ohio State three. Clemson, if they run the ACC table, they would be four. You have to put in two Big Ten teams. Even ahead Penn of a, State, even ahead Washington. of a one-loss Wisconsin team. I mean, uh, sorry, a one-loss Washington, Washington team. Well, that's that's my argument. I, I believe Washington, they had the one hiccup, but it was against a very good – listen, when it's all said and done, USC is going to be a top-ten team. I believe that. They they're 12 right now in the AP. Start, but, they're, but they're good. Yeah, they had a slow start. But we'll, we'll also remember they had a change of quarterback. Sam Darnold, the red, this kid, was not the starting quarterback in the beginning of the season. So Darnold is the truth. And I think USC right now, they put on UCLA, I think USC is a top-ten team. Because Oklahoma might beat Oklahoma State. We don't know if Colorado wins. You know, Louisville, I think I think USC is going to be higher than Louisville already in the college football playoff rankings. So I think I think USC is going to be close up in there. And I, to me, I would have to put Washington over Wisconsin or Penn State. But tomorrow night, my four, Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan, because I don't think Michigan looked – I love Michigan, you know that, but they did not look – they barely beat Indiana. The and truth I of the matter is that the Michigan-Ohio State the placement yeah. doesn't matter because the winner will be two. You know what I mean? The no, winner definitely. after no, no, next will be two. So definitely. And, it, and it the really playoff is going to be – yeah. The winner will be two. The, the loser will drop out. So, so you know, then it becomes who who else. So is it's in. Washington versus Oklahoma, Penn State, and Wisconsin. That's the yeah. battle. Those four teams and USC with an outside shot, but I doubt it. Not three teams, not three losses. So you know, and Florida, what if Florida upset Bama? I don't think they will in the SEC championship. And don't sleep on Auburn and <laughs> the Auburn yeah, commences all up. Florida upsets Alabama. Yeah, the question is, can you put Florida in there? No, I don't think so. I don't think they've been strong enough. But you know what? If they beat Alabama, can you not put Florida in your final four? I mean, obviously Alabama, even with one loss, this is the same. This is the same team that, like, just like when they lost to LSU, they they're in. They're in. Write them in. Even if they lose, I mean, they can't lose both. They can't lose to Auburn and to Florida. But let's say they lose one of those two, they're still in the final four with one loss for sure. So, real quick, Bama against Auburn. Well, actually, no, that's, that's Saturday. So, we don't, have, we don't have any of the big college games Thursday or Friday. So, we can do everything on Friday's show because Notre Dame, USC, I mean, that's not whatever. But the Auburn, the rank, Auburn Alabama, the ranked games, they're all going to be on Saturday. The one thing we well, have on Washington, Thursday, though, Washington right? Washington State is the big uh, – Yes, and LSU, Texas A&M. I, I'll tell you this. I think LSU for Ed Arjon, I think they go to Texas A&M, and I think they take care of them. I think A&M, they're kind of just they're kind of falling apart. And I think LSU and Fournette will be a little bit healthier. I think 
that's a, thir- uh, a, a turkey game for LSU to take care of Texas A&M. I'll say 31-26. Yeah, I'm going to I've always liked this LSU team. I thought that they are underrated at times, but ultimately I think that they're good. They're, they're too good to, to, to lose yet another yet another game. And, and like you said, Orgeron, the kids like him. They like playing for him. So I, I, I'm with you on that one. And then I guess this game will probably come on before we come on the air on Friday. Washington at Washington State. Washington State team is tough, but give Colorado props for beating them. That was a great game, though. Um, I think Washington. It's a big a game for team. Washington too, because just like we said, yeah. there's, there's a chance this with that is, Penn State, and this also Ohio helps them, right? State, beating Michigan. another top twenty-five team. Yeah, this helps them beating a twenty-two. So I'm going to take Washington, but this is going to be points, right? These, the you know, the fall kid, the quarterback for Washington State, he is the truth, and so is the quarterback for Washington. 34-30, Washington beats Washington State in a shootout. Well, like you said, Browning's put up huge numbers. Kid Falk has put up huger Oof. numbers. He's got 4,000 yards he's, already. Are you saying he's special-er? Uh, he might be special-er. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I agree. I, I think that, that this game's a shootout. I think this kid Falk can put up Yeoman's numbers. The game... Is is at Washington State, so that gives them a chance. You saying they have a chance? Yes, I'm saying they have a chance. Uh, but I think Browning, Gaskin, and Ross are just too much. By the way, keep your eye on this yeah. kid, Ross. Fifteen receiving touchdowns, almost a thousand yards. He's, He's nice. The truth. And, He's yeah, the, John so is Browning. Next going. year, Browning going into next season, Browning might be you know the favorite for the Heisman and potentially number one pick. Yeah, you know? why not? So I agree. Washington Huskies, I think they win in a shootout. I, I, I'll call it 33-30. Okay. So before we end, we just got to mention some NBA stuff. Big win for the Knicks over the Hawks at home. The playoffs ended today, and I know it's so early, but it's just nice to see our New York Knicks have the number eight seed. It just makes me <laughs> smile. Yeah, I did and, get that in there. I had to, right? You know, the Pacers moved up to seven. They're hosting uh, Golden State right now. So I just want to ask you this, though. Looking at the West, I mean, it's, you know, the Clippers and, and Golden State and the Spurs are right there with three losses. But basically 12-2 and two and 11-2. and two. These two teams are going to bang heads, the Clippers and Warriors. But Blake Griffin, I feel like he's turning the corner. I feel like Doc and this Clipper team, they're turning the corner. Are you, do you do you sense that their starting five is not the Warriors' starting five, but do you sense that they might have enough athletic ability and depth that they can take advantage of where maybe the Warriors could be a little weak, and that's inside with Blake and DeAndre. Do you think they're ready to sort of take advantage I CP3's do, defense, and I yeah. said that before the season. They're the one team that, if I'm the Warriors, I'm worried about because the Spurs can outcoach you, but on the court, I'm not really worried about Paul Gasol and the Marcus Aldridge in a seven-game series. We're going to be more yeah. athletic. We're going to make them run. We're going to make them chase shooters. And yeah, you know what? They'll pound us on the boards a little bit, but I think that our scheme offensively and our quickness defensively overcomes that the Clippers when they're playing at their best are a problem for anybody especially a super small Warriors team so even though Kevin Durant 6'11 he's a small 6'11 if you catch my drift they are the only team really that can stylistically give the Warriors problems you know, maybe that Memphis Grizzlies team of, of three, four years ago. But, yeah, the Clippers, I, you know, and, and, and I said, that's that's really the only team I'm worried about if I'm the Warriors. The Rockets score a ton, but, you know, I don't know if they can do it yeah. defensively. Obviously, Oklahoma City isn't what they were without Durant. So, yeah, it really only comes down to the Clippers. And so obviously the Spurs, you, you can't overlook the Spurs in a seven-game series because no, they've got the best coach, you know, uh, out there. But And Kawhi, they got Kawhi. And Kawhi, but, but I only... do think Ginobili and Parker are too old now. 
I don't think uh, that, that they're going to be that much of a factor, and I think that will hold the Spurs back. But in the spirit of Thanksgiving, and we got to wish everybody Thanksgiving, are the Dallas Mavericks going to be thankful for potentially getting the number one pick in a year where this draft might be, you know, they say this is the deepest freshman class in, like, a long time. This might be a great NBA draft, like 15, 18 deep of, like, real impact players. Do you realize the Mavericks only have two wins? Yeah. It's unbelievable, right? So, Dizzy Dak is making Cowboy fans happy, but in that same Dallas Metroplex... Well, he's protecting the Maverick fans because nobody's paying attention to how bad they are. Well, that's true. <laughs> but you February, know what? they might have a heart attack over there. <laughs> Sometimes reality sets in, and this is not a bad year for reality to set in. They need an upgrade in talent. And think about their yeah, best players. Number Darren one and number Williams, two pick, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dirk Zizky, these guys, their best years were five years ago. I mean, they're not one or two years past their prime. They're way past their prime. So not a bad year to be to be bad in the NBA. Yeah. So, Ray, over this holiday weekend, too, I'm sure fans will enjoy the, the Maui Inventational, some of these college basketball tournaments. So a lot, a lot of sports to watch. So enjoy your turkey, your greens, your candied yams, ham if you eat it. Ray and I don't partake in the swine, but, you know, we don't hate on people that do. And just enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your grub. Enjoy your sports. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Stay safe. Get some exercise. Don't overeat. Go for a little walk. (laughs) It's important. (laughs) And uh, enjoy the kids being home from school. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks have thanks a great for listening week. and have a on the flip great, side. Great sports week. We are out. Peace.